Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. We've got the Dow and S&P lower, NASDAQ's trading higher. Let's head right over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call. Here he is, Bill Maloney. And good afternoon, Charlie. Main U.S. averages are trading mixed right now following the Comey testimony. Dow is currently down 10 points. S&P's dropped two. Well, the NASDAQ climbs 14. The small cap 600 outperforms is up 12 points, and the U.S. 10 yield at 2.19%. Seven of the main 11 S&P sectors are trading lower, led by losses in utilities, consumer staples, and consumer discretionary. Financials and industrials led to the upside. NASA Biotech's rise 10, transports fall 7. Semis gain 15, and the VIX is little changed. Leaders to the upside in the Dow are Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, and Caterpillar. Merck and Disney led to the downside. Regarding movers, Nordstrom surged as much as 18% as the founding family mold a plan to go private. Alibaba rose 12% after its 2018 forecast, while Molson Coors added to yesterday's 6.5% loss falls another 2.9%. Verifone reports after the bell and note regarding the UK election, the first exit polls appear at 5 p.m. Live from the First Baker News Desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Charlie? All right. Thank you very much, Bill Maloney. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg type squawk, S-Q-U-A-W-K on your terminal. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Don't be talking about the most shorted uh, talking tech. about my people <laughs> really your people your people are all tall my short sellers i mean oh okay yeah we are going to talk about the most shorted tech initial public offering of the year alex barinka ipo reporter at bloomberg news we're talking about snap we are snap is uh, of the 14 tech and communications companies that have listed in the u.s this year snap has the highest short interest as a percent of the free float which is basically the number of shares that are publicly available to be traded this is uh, a name that went from being, we couldn't wait, we couldn't wait, we couldn't wait. We're so excited to, oh my God, it's shorted a lot. Uh, but there was a lot of hesitation about the valuation, even throughout the whole listing process. And when you look at um, the the pure amount of shorts out there, it's 28% of the free float. Um, and to put that in perspective, um, Twitter, at 68 days into its trading life, which would have been uh, the close of trading for Snap yesterday, since we have it closed today, they were close to 40% of the free float. Holy Facebook, again, was was about half of where Snap is now at, at Snap's 28 percent. So, um, but it is notable. Um, we did have uh, Nomura uh, analysts come out yesterday and point out that the fees to actually short uh, shares of Snap have increased to 37% compared to a 1% fee earlier in May. And that's important because when you when an investor wants to short a stock, basically they borrow it from a broker, they pay that broker a fee and interest on, on what's kind of like a loan, um, and then they go and sell the shares at the current price. The hope is then that the stock price falls Mm -hmm. so they can buy them back and pocket the difference. That stock loan fee that they pay the broker will go up if there are less shares available in the market to short. Right, basically the brokerage brokerage knows they've got something hot and they can charge more money. And And, it's it's harder for them to to get their hands on on it, enough shares right. to to satiate the appetite for all and, the short and sellers. And that fee is known as a rebate. It used to be they'd pay you to do these trades. Exactly. And so the the fact that the rebate is positive thirty five is it means that you the stock's going to go down thirty six percent for you to make one percent. 
Right. And Corey, I, I will, and you know this too, um, when you do think about shorting, there is a, an amount of hedging that goes on in equity markets. This could be some folks who are out there uh, kind of basically saying, I'm going to hedge my downside, I'm long the stock, and that's fine, and that's probably some of it. But it seems like there's so much bearishness here. And also, if you look at the options trading for Snap, so if you're on your terminal, you're on OMST Go under the ticker for Snap. If you look at the open interest for options, which is the, the options with the most number of contracts, It's all nine of the top uh, most held options are all puts. So those Mm -hmm. are the bearish options. And if you look at uh, the volume of the number of options uh, right now, there are almost twice as many puts out there total than call options, which are the bullish ones. And the most owned option is a uh, January 2018 put with a strike price of 15 bucks. That's two bucks lower than uh, where the company went public at. And it's about a 23% fall from Snap's uh, closing price yesterday. So these are folks who are holding these contracts that will only be in the money if Snap loses uh, t- about a quarter of its value from yesterday and, you know, it's below the IPO price. And that's not even taking into account the stock today, after we published the story this morning, has fallen as much as seven percent. As right now, it's a, it's down almost four percent. But, you know, we're still edging closer to that 17 bucks a share as some of this negative sentiment seeps into the market. How much is the um, short positions or the options positions an indicator of kind of what's to come? Uh, it is an indicator. Of, it is a bit of an indicator of what's to come. It's it's people positioning even if they think, uh, even if they're betting on stock, on, on Snap doing well, it, it, it's a read through on folks either betting it's going to fall or feeling the need to protect the downside mm-hmm. because they think that a, a stock tumble could be imminent in the future. What and, would happen if like all of a sudden we got a, a crazy, you know, crazy rally in Snap, I don't know, the next week, what would we maybe see in terms of the options picture? If you take a look over at Nordstrom, which had some news today yeah. that they might take it private, that's a good kind of uh, comparable example just because of the moves. That stock has gone up quite a bit today. The amount of shorts have gone down. Um, so if, you know... If, so it can change pretty quickly. It can change pretty quickly. We would have to see a significant bump here, and I don't see any near-term catalyst um, from Snap that, that could provide something uh, along those lines. If anything, the thing, the concern is the thing that we've always been looking out for. It's the comp- competitive advantage that Snap does or doesn't have. It's how much Facebook and its Instagram property are kind of encroaching on Snap's business of disappearing photos and, well, and being and able to sell ads. From the short side of things, I mean, you know, the first quarter on after an IPO, they face planted with with weak results, with negative gro- return to negative gross margins. Uh, a lot of the bad trends in the business that looked like they were getting better going into the IPO returned to their bad form. And there's reason to think the business has uh, problems. And then, and let me answer the other question. Does short interest mean that the company's going to underperform? Academic study after academic study have proven exactly that. I mean, there's a famous MIT study that found that, uh, uh, that stocks with higher short interest underperform by about 215 basis points, if I recall. And, you know, so we know that stocks with high short interest uh, at large tend to do worse. And bottom line is here, of all of the tech IPOs in 2017, this is the one folks are betting on the most that the stock is going to fall. Wow. How the mighty have fallen so quickly, kind of-ish. <laughs> Alex Barinka, thank you so much. IPO reporter at Bloomberg News. Check her out on Twitter at Alex Barinka. And you can, of course, read more of her stories at Bloomberg.com. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets, Carol Master, Corey Johnson, and this is Bloomberg Radio.